0: And good afternoon, and welcome back to another episode of Luminary Leaders Live. I'm your host. My name is Shelley Harrison, and I love coming on live to introduce amazing people to our audience. And today is no different. I have Wayne Slavitt, who you'll meet in just a moment here. And Wayne is actually a certified exit planning advisor and a business value maximizer. In addition, he just wrote his new book, which I can't wait to show you the cover and talk with Wayne a little bit about that. Uh, but without further ado, I would love to welcome Wayne Slavitt.
1: Hi, Shelly. How are you? Very good to be here today.
0: Yeah, doing doing great, Wayne. Thank you so much for you know being here with us today. And I know that we're going to cover a lot of information um, about your background, your company, um, th- the fact that you're a keynote speaker. I can't wait to talk about that because, you know, that's one of my favorite subjects. Um, and the fact that you're a new uh, author. How exciting is that? And and I know you've, did your reveal a couple of weeks ago on, on live?
1: Yes, that's exciting. Yeah. Watching that, watching that big truck pull up with a pallet full of books, really, really exciting. And I've I've already sent out quite a few books and I'm getting a really nice response. So it's it's exciting. I'm really excited about the future.
0: Yeah, and and I'm excited for you. And I know, in fact, we can even start with the book. Um, here is my book. I received mine in the mail, and it's "Run It Like You'll Sell It" and adopting the seller's mindset to maximize the value of your business. Um, and we'll give you in the show notes. We'll we'll give our audience the opportunity to to go purchase the book, and and that way, you know, you'll be sending out more books once we get done here. Hopefully, right? You bet. Yeah, well, I would love for you, Wayne, to kind of share with our audience. Why did you write the book? What what prompted you to write it,
1: uh, a pure ego play, Shelley? Um, no, that's not true. I, I will tell you, <laughs> I that. Didn't think so. my encounter with potential clients and current clients is that they have one thing in common for the most part, and that mm-hmm. is they've not taken the necessary steps to plan for the most important day in their lives, except for perhaps their marriage or birth of their, their children selling the business for a business owner is their largest liquidation event a chance to monetize the many many years of effort they put into it and i decided to write a book to help a business owner do the preparation understanding that every day they need to be ready to sell their business because it's going to happen either voluntarily or involuntarily a business owner is going to find the day when they're going to wake up and they no longer are going to be able to own their companies and this happens with yeah, every company. You know, we we say in the exit planning business, Shelley, we say that you're either going to exit the business vertically or horizontally. But but mm. one day without any doubt, you are no longer going to own your company. So why not plan for it? So I wrote the book to be a guide mm. that business owners can refer to uh the the book is not a big book, it's about 140 pages. It's a very easy
0: right. read. Yeah. Easy Look read. at this.
1: I think it's very easy to read. The back of the book has several pages for you to take notes. Mm -hmm. It's really well organized. It talks about the various aspects that are going to impact the value of an owner's company. And just for a moment, if you don't mind, let me talk about business value, because that, at the end of the day, is the main determining factor for how much money a business owner is going to get when he or she decides to sell. Yes. So I define I define mm-hmm. business value very simply. I don't make it complicated. If any of you out there have gone through a evaluation or home, formal business valuation, you may have seen terms like, you know, discounted cash flow or weighted average cost of capital or terminal value. And I don't I don't Big get terms in the complex. Yeah, to me, there's no yeah. need for that at all. And quite frankly, most business owners glaze over when they start hearing complicated facts, mm-hmm. so I break it down into two variables. Business value is equal to the the, the cash flow or the profit that a company generates offset by the business risk. So I get my clients to focus on those two things and those two things only. What can we do while working together to grow the revenues, to reduce expenses or at least control them so Mm -hmm. that we're going to grow earnings? And then what are we going to do to be able to manage business risk and hopefully eliminate or lower some of the business risk factors that a buyer does not want to take over. So I, I work with my clients, I've developed my own proprietary business risk assessment scorecard that enables me in about two hours to identify all of the major areas of risk that a potential buyer is gonna have problems with. And you know, Shelly, mm-hmm. the problem is when a business, when a business buyer has problems with risk, they tend to lower the price because they have to hedge their bet. They don't know what the future might hold, so they have to hedge their bet. So if we know that, let's try Mm -hmm. to identify those risk areas now before we get into a a transaction with a buyer. And that way we're going to ensure we can grow the value by lowering risk. So it's all in the book. It's all laid out very easily. There are no big words, maybe a couple of SAT words, but not too many.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know what? What I've learned working with you and, and we've had the pleasure of, of representing you with our company is, you know, it, it's not something that is done within a few weeks. This is something that it starts three to five years before a, a CEO of a company even thinks about selling their their business. Can you right. talk a little bit about that? Because I think, you know, when we look at selling a home, I know you have an analogy with a home with a airplane on the, you know, on the the ready to take off tarp. And maybe you can share a little bit about that and how it sure. relates to selling a business.
1: Absolutely. And and the house to me is an example that I've decided to use because everyone can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so I asked the question, if you wake up in the morning and you decide that You want to sell your house and move somewhere else are you going to simply put a for sale sign in your front yard and see what happens i mean people do that but that really isn't going to give Mm. you the highest and best value instead what you would do is you would call in a professional in this case a realtor you would invite the realtor over the realtor is going to walk the property with you they're going to take notes and and make suggestions going to go inside the house going to walk around maybe maybe the realtor is going to say you know there's a chip on the sink we probably want to replace and there's a hole in the carpeting and maybe the paint's peeling a little bit in the in the spare bedroom and you're going to make a whole list of things that you need to do before you decide to put the open house sign on and even the for sale sign especially yeah, in this yeah. market right so it's so easy to sell a house that you don't want to go on the market too soon because mm-hmm. what will happen is if you go to market too soon you're you're most likely going to have a buyer that's going to say Yeah, but I've got to spend this on a new roof. I've got to spend this on new paint. I've got to, and they're going to deduct that from the price. So if you would do that, if you go through that process, Shelly, to sell a house, why wouldn't you do at least those kinds of things to prepare for the sale of your most valuable asset? So that's why I use the analogy. But you know, you mentioned the airplane and the runway, and I want to spend a few minutes Mm -hmm. talking about that. And when I ask people, if we have a runway, that's kind of a small runway, what are we limited by? We're limited by the size of the airplane that we can land on that runway. So if we Mm -hmm. think of the runway as time now, if I have more time or a longer runway, I can land and take off larger airplanes. Mm -hmm. So think of that runway as time. Think of the airplane as the value of the business. The longer my runway, in other words, the more time you can give me as a business owner to help reduce risk and grow profits, the greater the value can be. Mm-hmm. Now you're exactly right. I want three to five years if I can. I've I've sold two companies with eight years of of runway. That's the longest. I've oh, had gosh. a sell I've sold some companies with no preparation. They had an offer on the table. They hired me to help close the deal. And the one thing I I tell every client like that, and I don't have too many, but I have some, mm-hmm. is we are not going to be able to accomplish the same benefit to value as we would have been able to, had we had more time.
0: Mm-hmm. So I have
1: a, I have a new client that I signed up a couple of weeks ago. And it's someone I've been talking to off and on for the past five or six years. And oh. She has a very successful company. It's a large company. Um, she knows me from the community. And she said to me, I'm done. She said, I just can't do She's this done. Anymore.
0: Oh my I'm goodness. Can't do
1: this anymore. So, yeah. so I, I, I said to her, you can't be done yet unless you're going to leave large bags of money on the table, which we don't want to do.
0: Mm -hmm. So we, we
1: bartered, we negotiated, and we came to an agreement that we will put the company for sale in the summer of 2023. In other words, I have about a year and a half. And I said to her, we can do some things in a year and a half, but I want to tell you right up front, there are going to be some things we will not be able to accomplish in a year and a half in that time, trying to continue to be on the table and the buyer is going to have a reaction to it. And it's likely not going to be a positive reaction. So as long as I'm Mm. up front, I I will I will work on projects that are of shorter time frame. But with it comes the consequence of not necessarily the same kind of value gain that we would get if we had a couple of more years.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's fascinating because there are businesses out there that need to have an exit plan you know they need to make sure that they've geared up that they have all of their ducks in a row if you will um when it comes to selling you know selling their business and for them to have someone like you at their fingertips to be able to help them with i mean that would be ideal for any you know business owner that i i think that you know is going to go through that process of selling but what it what i'm curious When, you know, right now, I know that you work with businesses that are five to 10 million in, you know, in revenue. What would you or five to 100? I am so sorry. Five to 100 million. That's right. We exactly. So in that taking that scenario, what would you recommend for a company from five to 100 million if they're right now today thinking, Oh my goodness! You know, and what is that one thing that you would recommend to them to get started with to just get that process going if they want to sell their business?
1: It's an easy question and an easy answer. Read the book. Ah, Your book. Read read the book. That's that's. (laughs) And then
0: call you right. (laughs)
1: The first thing, and and then I do have I do have something that I call the first five steps,
0: Mm -hmm. and these are
1: five things that we're going to do initially. It's going to take about thirty days. Um, and the first thing we're going to do is we're going to do a rather detailed analysis of the company's financial performance. We're going to look at the last three years. We're going to look at the year to date numbers. And mm-hmm. then we're going to go one step further. And We're going to say, how does this company perform relative to similar companies in their industry? So we're going to do a comparison. And we're going to provide that feedback to the owners to say, you know, your, your, your revenue growth has been a little above market, but your margins are lower. And we're going to talk about expenses. We're going to talk about the balance sheet. We're going to look at all those various things. The next thing we're going to do, the second of the five things we're going to do is what we call the recast analysis. And,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: always Good. tell business owners, I'm sure this does not apply to you or anyone else in the room that you've run personal expenses through your business. I'm sure it never happens. <laughs> never I heard it, I heard it, I heard a rumor that some people might do it, but and I and I will tell you the most the the most uh, I don't want to say egregious, but the most serious recast adjustment that I've ever made was a client who had an 85 foot yacht that he ran the cost through the company, and the five people that worked full time on that yacht were employees of his company, and mm-hmm. so what we want to do is we want to capture all those costs that are not going to recur going going forward with the buyer. So there's basically three categories. There's your, your non-recurring um, items, the ones that were maybe a one-time charge, perhaps you mm-hmm. had a lawsuit a couple of years ago, or perhaps yeah. you had to make an, a one-time investment in, in something. The second one would be the example I gave with the boat, what we call owner's discretionary expenses. We don't call them personal expenses, they're discretionary discretion buyers the new a new buyer is not going to keep not going to keep up with those and then the other final category of the three would be those charges that are going to be adjusted because you're selling the company so for example if you own the building in a separate company and you're leasing it to your company at below market we want to hmm. make an adjustment for that as a recast adjustment you may be overcharging in which case we can make a downward adjustment we want to be able to look at what the true earnings capacity the next thing yeah. we want to do is do the risk assessment I talked about earlier. It's, the, it's our proprietary risk assessment scorecard, and uh-huh. it's going to give us an overall idea. Once that's done, we produce a report and we sit down with the owner and say, now let's talk about the areas that we found and let's pull out the top five or 10 biggest ones, the ones that are really going to make an impact on value. And let's put yeah. forth a program, a prioritized action plan to deal with those in 90-day sprints. Cause I'm very conscious. I used to own companies. I know what it's like to have to run a business. I know my clients are busy and I can't overload them with a bunch of work while we're doing this. We make it very digestible. Yeah. And, and the final thing that we do is we do, evaluation. do a valuation. We're going to do a top side valuation, not a complicated 100 page report, but it's going to be a valuation that's based on market transactions, other privately held companies in your industry, that have sold over the last couple of years. We have the, we have a database that has that information and we're gonna mm-hmm. give you a rough idea because I wanna benchmark the value, Shelly. I wanna say, what's your company worth today when we start? And let's do it again a year from now and see what the growth has been. And yes, that, those, are, those are the first five steps. Um, it's, it's a process that I find to be very informative. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's comprehensive. It's numerical. Yeah. And then it lets the owner know that now we have a plan. Now mm-hmm. we have a plan in place and we're going to then work the plan going forward every 90 days. And I'll meet with the owner and their and their senior staff as often as we need to. A lot of it these days, of course, we do via Zoom or via email, but whatever mm-hmm. it takes to keep moving forward so that one day when the owner's ready to sell, we're in the right position to do that.
0: Yes. And, you know, when when you look at kind of the ideal business, you know, there, there are so many companies out there that have you know, the 5 million to 100 million in between there.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Who is your ideal client to be working with? Or, or, you know, in this case, you know, completely work with them from from point A to point Z in selling that business.
1: Uh, It's a great question. And I will tell you, there's a number of factors. But the number one thing, they have to be a nice person. I only work with nice people. (laughs) Nice people. Um, Heart centered. I've had mm-hmm. I've had um, dealings, I've worked for people who have not been the nicest people in the past. And mm-hmm. so everyone that I, I work with now, they're, they're nice people. They're people I enjoy talking mm-hmm. to. Good people. I enjoy helping. But I also yeah. want clients, Shelley, that are people that really want to go through this process and, and that this process is not going to be the easiest process in the world. It's gonna take some work. It's gonna take some thinking. I will make it enjoyable. I will make it fun. But it's gonna be some work. So so an owner to go through this process, if they truly want to get a better price for their company than they otherwise would have, at much better terms than they otherwise, they're gonna have to invest the time and the money to move forward with us. And that's why we don't take we don't take on every client. We Mm -hmm. wanna make sure we understand what they're looking for. We want to make sure that their goals are goals that we can help achieve with them. Right. And that they're going to enjoy the process like we want to enjoy the process.
0: Yes. And, and thank you for pointing that out because I think the other thing that it could do is it's going to give that business owner who's looking at that, you know, three to five year uh, eventual sale where it's going to give them peace of mind during that entire process with you, where they're going to see things that maybe they couldn't see before, but you're going to be able to really kind of open up with a microscope and really look at, you know, some of those things that maybe they haven't paid attention to, or maybe they've, they've lost, lost sight of. Um, I mean, do you see that, you know, when you, when you start to work with these companies where, I mean, you're probably giving them aha moments because, Mm -hmm they didn't think of it or they overlooked it what what are what are your thoughts on that
1: you know shelly you're so right and especially um companies that are at the the lower end where they might not have a very deep bench in their company so you got a an owner who doesn't really have anyone in the company that he or she can talk to yeah and then i i come online and i become that confidant i become that person that they can talk about things to and i ask what if questions and i will tell you one of the most common things clients say about working with me is, wow, I never thought of that before.
0: Or, wow, mm-hmm. oh, that's
1: amazing how you have come up with that kind of suggestion because I didn't see it. And as you yeah. get buried, when, when you're working on something by yourself, you can get buried and lose that perspective. So I really enjoy the ability to to reach beyond where the thought process has gone in the past. And let's figure out a way to to get there in, in the future because this process is not easy. You know, we didn't talk about yeah. this, but only one in five companies that go to market every year are successfully sold. Mm. And, and, and so the odds are against you. So if you're going to do this, you want to make sure you have the right resources on your side
0: to That's make right. sure that
1: you are successful. And so I want to be able to work with companies that of course want to go through the process, but companies that we can be successful with, that are going to be able to get a much better outcome than, than otherwise would have happened.
0: Yes. Yeah. No. Th- and that, that's such a great point, because I think, you know, there are a lot of business owners like you give that, you know, that number, you know, one in four. I mean, that's that's three or one in five, excuse me, one in five. And that's four businesses that could have really benefited by working with you.
1: You know, I see if, really if, about... if, you, if you were playing baseball with that kind of average, you probably wouldn't even be taken off the bench in the minor <laughs> leagues. So yeah. but let, let's, let's improve your odds. Let's figure out how we're going to get to a successful outcome because the process of selling a business, just once we even find a buyer, just starting from that point to completion is yeah. not a slam dunk, not a guarantee. So you mm. need to make sure you have the right advisors. I will help a business yeah. owner make sure we have the right accounting firm, make sure we have the right legal resources, make sure we have the right yeah. insurance broker to be able to evaluate and add their value to the process to make sure we have the right input. Um, it's mm. very, very important. It's it's putting a team together. And I play the role of the quarterback um, to make <laughs> sure that all the various all the various people are doing what they need to do to make sure we have the right outcome.
0: Yeah. And and I think it you know it's something where Ben the businesses can absolutely benefit because what you're doing is you're bringing in all those key players and you're doing a full comprehensive evaluation Mm -hmm. you know when it comes to really valuing and maximizing you know how much that company can be sold for
1: and and the one final thing i want to mention because i know we're running tight on time but i want to you know the subtitle of the book is adopting the seller's mindset to maximize the value of your business so I want to be able to have my clients in a constant state of readiness to sell their company. You know, mm-hmm. you deal a lot with the military and I salute you for yeah. how, how loyal you are to the military. As you know, my Thank dad was, was a decorated soldier in World War I World know, World War. I and, know. And, and, yeah. and people that are in the military will, will understand the concept of having their go bag at the front door. They're ready when someone makes that phone call and says, we need you to leave right now, they're ready. Business owners need to be in that same state of readiness. Mm-hmm. So when they do get that email, that unsolicited email, or they do meet a competitor at a trade show who says, hey, thinking about, about doing some acquisitions, are you interested that they're yeah. ready? And that's why mm-hmm. we can't wait to start the process. When that happens, we have to back up and start the process now because I, I'm pretty good at predicting things, Shelly, but I mm-hmm. can't predict when they're going to get that phone call. I can't predict when they're going to get that true. But if they're a yeah. good company, they're going to be contacted. So let's make sure that we're ready. And we're we're making decisions that are taking into account how the buyer is going to think about the decision.
0: Yeah, such great information too, Wayne. And you know, what I also want to point out is that you are a keynote speaker. And I know we're running out of time. But I, I really want to cover this because I think it's important where you know, you as a, what you do, you know, your background and your capabilities in helping businesses during this process, when you speak in front of groups, who's your, who's your ideal audience in terms of being a, you know, being able to get up and, and speak in front of a group?
1: Sure. A great question. There's, there's two major groups, two main groups that I like to, to speak to. One, business owners, decision makers, business owners with revenues between 10 million a year and 100 million uh, a year. those That's my target in terms of decision makers. Uh-huh. But I also like talking in front of professionals who have clients that meet that same requirement. So that would yes. be CPAs, attorneys, estate planning advisors, wealth advisors, uh-huh. insurance brokers, commercial bankers, anyone that has clients that fit into that category are the kinds of people that I wanna get a hold of. And that's why I wrote the book. And that's why that's why If you'll see on the screen, you'll see my email address. If you are a business owner that has a business with revenues between 10 million and 100 million, or if you're a professional with clients in that area, shoot me an email, give me your address, and I'll put a free copy of the book um, in the mail to you. Very soon, the book's going to be available on Amazon for those of you who want to buy it. and It'll also be available um, as, a, as an e-book. Um, very shortly.
0: Oh, that that's awesome. And you know, when you when you think of being in front of an audience, what are you most excited about when you get in front of that audience? Wayne, share with
1: us. I'm most excited about connecting with them. So when when I see business owners who shake their head, yes, and Mm -hmm. they know, they know that this now is a primary task that they've got to start. And they now know, that they have someone they can talk to. They can read the book. They can go to my website. I'm available to meet with them. I'm available to talk with them. And so having that moment where they say, oh, I've been putting this off, but I can no longer afford to. The risks are too great. I'm going to lose money if I don't start now. When I can connect or for a professional to say I'm a CPA and I have five clients I know who want to sell their companies in the next couple of years, wow, I now have someone who's an expert who knows how to do this. I'm going to get a hold of them. That, having that connection yeah. is is what what excites me most. And as you know, I'm very bashful and shy in front of people. So that's, <laughs> that offsets me a little
0: bit. Oh, not at all. <laughs> Well, I I just want to thank you Wayne for, you know, taking the time to share with our audience and our community. Uh we do have a lot of businesses that, you know, that we work with and that follow us and that watch the the lives that that we do. And I want to just thank our our audience to, you know, everyone that's been watching today and who will watch the the Replay. Today, I have the honor of talking with Wayne Slavitt, and he is the author of Run It Like You'll Sell It, Adopting the Seller's Mindset to Maximize the Value of Your Business. And in this case, you know, Wayne, you've given some great information. You know, we we can't wait to get you on stage again in 2022. And I think, you know, there are a lot of businesses out there that I'm going to be sending this video to so that they can you know, just kind of get their gears going to, you know, really start thinking about what are those things that they need to do in preparation. And not only that, they they really need to, to reach out to you. And, uh, you know, I think you gave great information today. So thank you for being here. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And we will see you next time on Luminary Leaders Live. Thank you, Wayne.
1: Thank you, Shelley.
0: Thank you.